John Joseph is a pastor, teacher, and an evangelist of God's world. He's a father of Ragwes Chapel, a thriving church in the heart of Lagos, Nigeria. Be blessed as you listen to this message. Hallelujah! How many of you know that when we stand in the name of Jesus, no devil can oppose us? I said, no devil can oppose us. No sickness can oppose us. If you believe that, then put your hands together for Jesus today. Father, thank you for what you did in the first service. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for what you are doing in this service. This is Miracle Wave Healing Service. I thank you because miracles and healing are taking place in this service. None shall go back empty-handed. You are the Lord that forgives. And you are the Lord that heals. Thank you for your healing power that is here to set your people free. We we'll receive your grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Shout the louder, Amen. Amen. Somebody put your hands together for Jesus. You may please be seated as a royal priesthood. Glory be to God. Now, before we go into the Word of God. Next Sunday is going to be a raw Sunday. Hallelujah. Some of you have never witnessed. Yeah. Some of you have never witnessed a raw Sunday before. Raw Sunday is real anointed worship. It's going to be the first Sunday of the seventh month. And we are entering that seventh month with thanksgiving and with praise. Hallelujah. So get ready to come with any instrument that you can use to praise God next Sunday because it's going to be a great time of praise session here, worship session here, come next Sunday. I know that the glory of the Lord will be in awesome manifestation. Don't wear at ill something that can make you fall when you are dancing because you must be ready to dance next Sunday. Hallelujah. Also, when our brother talked about Super Tuesday from first Tuesday in August, which is not this Tuesday, but the upper one, um, all through the month of July to first week of, um, uh, second week of August, we are having what we call Super Tuesday service. And it's going to be a special time. Some of you will be seeing most of our fellowship centers come together to minister every Tuesday. And they are giving their best. And it's going to be a Tuesday where there will be more prayer for those who need miracles and healing. So it's not going to be business as usual anymore. Why? Because the month of July is our month of power and glory. Hallelujah. It's going to be a month of power and glory. Now, oh, you do, I know the reason why you are not clapping is because you don't understand what that means. It's good news. Because it's going to be a month we are especially going to be praying for the sick. We are going to be praying for those who need a miracle. Throughout the month of July, we are ministering the power of God to the lives of people. So get ready. Whatever is called sickness, the expiration time has come. By the time we are through with that month of power and glory, 
there will not be any single sick person that will remain here. For all shall be totally healed. In the name of Jesus. So invite your friends for the month of power and glory starting from next Sunday. Because there will be different dimensions of ministration here both on Sunday and Tuesday. That is why it's called Super Tuesday. Praise the name of Jesus. Alright, now let's get into the word of God. The title of my message is The Double Cure. What do I call it? The Double Cure. The Double Cure. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. So it says, It is the power of God unto salvation, unto everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and unto the Greek. Now, the key point I want to focus on is the gospel, which is the good news, is the power of God. Unto salvation. Unto salvation. John chapter 3 verse 17 says. For God sent not his son. John 3 17. Into the world. To condemn the world. But that the world. Through him. Might be saved. Now, you hear the word, it is the power of God unto salvation. The purpose of Jesus is hereby described that the world through him, people through him, might be saved. Now, I want to ask you like I did in the first service. What is salvation? Now, the devil is a master trickster. The devil is a deceiver. And one of the things the devil knows how to do best when it comes to a child of God is to give partial truths. He will sell the truth, but he will remove part of the truth and make it lie. So you think you are believing the truth but you are not believing the total truth. Our truth is still a lie. It is whatever is 100% truth that is truthful. 99% of truth, 1% of lie is still a lie. So when you hear the word salvation, the average Christian thinks that salvation means to be saved from sin. And that is not true. That is a lie. Salvation does not mean to be saved from sin. All through the Bible, there is no single scripture, both in the Hebrew and the Greek, that states that the word salvation 
means deliverance from sin or means to be saved from sin. Nowhere in the Bible will you ever get that. Where did we get that word? That partial truth that says salvation means to be saved from sin. This is the lie the devil has sold to the body of Christ. To rob us of the goodness of God. Now before I tell you what salvation meant. The devil robbed man based on partial truth. A man lost his destiny by responding to the partial truth. Go to Genesis chapter 3 with me. Look at how the devil deceived and he's still deceiving us through the word of salvation today. When he says salvation is meant to be saved from sin. Genesis chapter 3 says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, look at the first lie, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat the, ye eat of the tree, eat of every tree of the garden. Look at it. Two lies in that first statement. Can you detect the two lies? Hey, are you with me? Can you detect the two lies here? Look at what he said. Look at that scripture again. At God, now, at God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. He said, he presented the word of God in Genesis chapter 2, but he lied, which is what is happening now with the word salvation. Let me point out the first lie here. The first lie is that he said, At God said. At God said. It was not God that spoke to Adam and Eve. The word God here is Elohim. Elohim was the one who created the heaven and the earth. In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, And God created the heaven and the earth. But it was not the creator that spoke to him. He did not speak to Adam as a creator. He spoke to him as the Lord God, which is Jehovah Yahweh. You see, it meant something else, totally. The devil knows God only as a creator. Man knows God based not just as a creator, but as a father, as a relationship. Yahweh is the relationship name of God. When I call him father, it's different from when I call him God. Let me give you what I mean. President Buhari is the president of all Nigeria. But is the father of few. So the son of Buhari, when he comes before him, is not most likely to call him president, sir. The one who can relate to him as president, sir, are the people who are his subject or subordinates. But when his own children approach him, do you think they will say, President, oh yo yo, president, oh yo yo, president? Is that what they're going to say? Even though the reality is that he's a president, 
They are going to say, Daddy! Oh, yo, yo! They are going to receive him as Daddy, as Father. So the devil deliberately removed the word Lord. Anywhere you see the word Lord in the Bible is the name of God for relationship with man. Lord means it is like the word the, in the Greek when it said Father. When you pray, say our Father. It is not say our God, but it says say our Father, which art in heaven. Jesus in Luke 11 never said when you want to pray, say our God. He says say our Father. Say Yahweh. Call him Lord. He didn't say call him God. Now, it's not wrong if they said president. Our president, sir. If the children said our president, is it wrong? In reality, he's a president. But it's more than a president to them. I want you to know that he's more than a God to you. I said, he's more than a God to you. He's more than a God to you. He's your father. Hallelujah. No demon can call him father. No devil can call him Lord. He's reserved for his children. If Fashola comes before Buhari, he can say, Daddy. Even though reality is daddy, but it's not the reality, it's not the real thing. So the way the devil first said, Did God? If you go to Genesis chapter 2, look at it. If, I think from verse 5. Go back to Genesis. Let's, let's shuffle between two scriptures. Genesis chapter 2. Verse 5 from verse 7. Verse 7. Let's go to from verse 7. Genesis 2, 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. If you go to Genesis 1, what you will see is that and God created the heaven and the earth. When it comes to man, you see the word Lord God being added. It's not a coincidence that when it came to man, every time it comes to man, is referred to as the Lord God. The Lord God. The Lord God. Not just, but in Genesis 1, you see, and God created the heaven and the earth. Because he was not relating with the heaven and the earth. He had no father to some relationship with heaven and the earth. But when it came to man, and the Lord God, Yahweh Elohim, Jehovah Yahweh, the Lord God created man. You see how the devil now twisted it. He removed Lord and gave Eve God. And Eve did not know the difference. Eve did not know the difference. So when Eve did not say, no, it's not, it's not God. Don't call him God. We don't call him God. We don't call him Elohim. We call him Yahweh. He's my father. He's my father. The devil will have known that this woman knows what he's saying. The devil will not have perhaps gone ahead. When Eve was going to respond, go back to Genesis chapter 3. Look at what Eve said. What he said in, in uh, verse 3. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, if agree with the devil. Look at it. If just agree, God, if he doesn't say the Lord God had said, she too began to use the word that the devil used. That's the problem of the devil to, in most Christians today. We are using the definition of salvation that the devil wants the church to receive. 
And that is that salvation means deliverance from sin. That is not God's definition for salvation. Correct that mentality today. Nowhere in the Bible, the Lord used a singular definition for salvation that means deliverance from sin. The second lie you have there is that he said to him, to the woman, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Did God say that you not eat of every tree? Look, look at the lie. God never said don't eat of every tree in the garden. God only said eat of every but don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But he said, did God say you should not eat of every tree? You see, when the reason why there is so much defeat today amongst us as Christians is still the same trick. Most of us do not know what the Bible says. Most of us did not know what the Bible says. Now, look at the response of Eve again to show that she was bankrupt of knowledge. She responded well in one part. I want to look at this conversation now, verse 2. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. She corrected the devil in the first, second part. Do you realize that one now? Said, No, we may eat of the trees of the garden. But she did not correct the false statement. So now she is only claiming part of the truth and not claiming the total truth. So we may eat of the tree of the garden. So she had knowledge in one part. Most of us as Christians too, that's the problem. We have knowledge about some aspect of our work with God, but we don't have the total knowledge. Verse 3 then says what? But of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said. So you see that she knew one part. But she did not know the other part. The devil put two things forward. She got one correct, but she did not get the other. Are you getting deep in the word of God right now? Oh, are you following me right now, people? Are you sure you are following me right now? Now, let's go. Look at another response. Where she goffed again. Verse 3. But of the tree, I want you to point out to me the lie here, the mistake Eve made here right now. Bible student, I want to look at, there's another error that the devil capitalized here when, when Eve was facing him. So, but of the tree of, which is in the midst of the garden, she's not talking about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil now. God had said, of course you know that it should have been Lord God had said. Am I right? It should have been the Lord God had said, so don't focus on that. Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest it die. What is the lie? What is the mistake that Eve also made here? Look at it. What's the mistake? Nenasha, what? Did God say she should not touch the, the tree? Because in Genesis chapter 2, God said to them, Dress the garden. Said, Dress all the tree, but don't eat. So the devil said, but the, the devil is trying to test the knowledge of Eve. And he said, well, he said we should not eat and touch it. 
And they say, ah, this is the kind of customer I like. Oh, I've seen the customer. Who does not know? So now, not only did she make mistake with saying God had said, instead of the Lord God had said, he said, look, we don't even touch him at all. When it comes to the gospel of salvation, this is the same thing. When people say, oh, salvation means to be saved from sin. The true major Greek word that you see for salvation, saved, that the Bible uses interchangeably is soteria and sozo. And go and find out. There is nowhere it only referred to as deliverance from sin. Everywhere you go and check your Greek Bible, concordance, you will see there the word else. You will see healing there. You will see healing. You will see health. You will see deliverance there. So it means the same Jesus that saves is the same that heals. Healing and sickness are twin. They are the same two sides of the same coin. When you receive Jesus, the one that forgives you is the same Jesus that heals you. Sickness is not bigger than forgiveness. Forgiveness is not bigger than sin. They are the same. Father, let me say this. Sin produces sickness. Sin is the one that produces sickness. So the same blood of Jesus that removes sin from you, which is even bigger, is the same blood of Jesus that will remove sickness from your body. Now, the moment you say salvation means forgiveness from sin, and you do not complete it by saying salvation means deliver from sin and sickness, to experience God as your healer will be very difficult because you have missed it together. Anywhere you see sin, you see sickness. Anywhere you see sin, you see sickness. Anywhere you see healing, you see transgression there. They go side by side. Today, your healing is manifesting. Don't buy that partial truth. Now, let's look into the Bible again to see whether what I'm saying is true. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. And said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ye to his commandment, and keep all his status. What is this one dealing with right now? Is it sin or sickness? Look at it. Is it sin or sickness? Look at it again. And he said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandment, and keep his statutes. What is he talking about here? Now, what is he talking about here? Then look at what will happen if that is not the case. Say, I will put none of these disease upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptian, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. So it simply means that the Egyptians are afflicted with sickness and disease because they are not keeping the commandment of God and they are not doing the thing that are right in his sight. Is somebody still with me? 
It's part of the tickets. I read the story of a man in US one time that went for a voyage, on a ship voyage. And on getting to the ship, you know, this cruise ship will take them all over the world. He brought plenty caca biscuit and water along. You know, you can carry baggage. He carried cartons of caca biscuits and water and took it into his cabin. Every morning, he will eat about four caca biscuits. And he was supposed to travel, they will travel about two or three months. Three months is the minimum of, depending on the voyage. And they will go from U.S. to everywhere, to Italy, to where, to Africa, Caribbean, and they will come back to U.S. Month one, caca and biscuits. Month two, and in the, when they get to the country they want to get to, they will all come down. This man was becoming lame. Now, they will pass by the dining hall, see white chairs with, with decorated hall. They will move. Say, I cannot afford to go there. It's for rich people. So he will go back to his cabin and eat caca biscuits. Finally, after three months of intensive caca biscuit and water, they, 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 they now said that they are heading back to the United States. So you realize that now, the little hundred dollar he asked, he can at least eat one good meal before he lands in U.S. So this morning, the trip, the, the thing is now heading to U.S. Just one day to go to get to U.S. He decided, I'm going to go to the restaurant. But when he got there again, he looked at all the nice chairs and everything. And... So he decided that he doesn't want to embarrass himself. Because for three months he has not entered there. So he waited outside and called one of the waiters. When they now said, so he can come in. So he went in. Instead of sitting down, he went straight to the table and asked the waiter, Sir, please can I have the price list of all of the food that is in this place? Because I don't want to order for what I don't know. And that's a price list. We don't use price list here. Uh-huh. I said, no, nah, I talk her. I talk her. So why are you not using price list here? So you mean I would just sit there and say, sir, where have you been? Have you not, are, are you? So the man became suspicious of me whether it was a stranger that just joined them when they're coming out. Say, sir, who are you? Let me see your ticket. Because the question was strange to this waiter. Because they've been on board for three months. So the man brought out his cruise tickets and everything and when he showed him he said sir your question is strange so why is it strange Am, is it wrong to ask he said no you have these tickets where have you been for three months so i've been in my cabin i respect myself say no this ticket qualify you for any food here any day so the day you have these tickets the, you have free buffet. All this chicken, suya, pork meat, sausage, everything is covered by your tickets. And do you know what happened? What pained the man mostly was that now they are just some few hours to the United States of America. He wished. Even when he sat there, you know how he would have eaten that day. 
No, you can imagine. You know, some of you, the mistake we can make is to say you are going for buffet. African man does not know how to maximize buffet. Oh, and I think you should go to Charlotte one of these days and learn buffet. Most people do not know that when anywhere you hear the word buffet, it means you can eat as much as you can. I, you, when you see those who are not experienced at buffet, you always know. Let me tell you how I know when somebody is not good at, does not know how to go to buffet. Is that from the moment the person carry the plates, from the beginning, no, when they will line up all the food like this. From the beginning to the end, before the man gets to the end, the plate is like Oluma rock. Even when I know when you see anybody like that, this one na JJC for buffet. You cannot. It will mount it like Olum also rock self go pass out. And by the time he's going back to his seat, he's eating at once. You can never enjoy your buffet that way, you know. When you see those who have been experienced in buffet, the first round, they will just pick this one. They are citing the whole thing. Pick small, pick small, pick small, pick small. They will go and sit down. Eat that small and be talking. When they finish eating, they will relax. Take he has target where the other ones are. He will go to those other ones again. Pick small, pick small, pick small. Go back and sit. Because they call it buffet, it means don't be in a hurry. But the one who have eaten everything, he goes, I don't show them. I don't show them. Say, African man, no, they carry last. Now you don't miss because you cannot enjoy the rest. The cake is there, the vanilla cake is there, the chocolate cake is there, the strawberry. You've only eaten the food, you did not take the cake. And the, the rule is that you cannot carry anything away. Once you go, you cannot come back. The ticket of salvation covers your healing. Covers your deliverance. Covers your breakthrough. When Jesus stepped into your life, he did not just come in as a savior. He came in as your healer. He came in as your deliverer. He came in with total package to your life. Hallelujah. Don't receive Jesus the savior alone. You receive Jesus the healer. Say with me, the Lord that healeth me. Look at what the Bible said in Isaiah. Isaiah, no, go to Psalm 103, verse 1 to 4. Jesus is a total package. Psalm 103, verse 1 to 4. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Is that what he said? Did he call it benefits? Did he call it benefits? But what did the Bible say? All is what? Benefits. There is no single aspect of Jesus. Is a, a complete aspect. When you receive the end of the cross, the tail is there for you. The end, forgiveness, the feet of the cross, healing. The side of the cross, forgiveness, the right hand side of the cross, healing. There is no single aspect of the cross you received. There is no single aspect of Jesus. He is the healer, he is the forgiver of your sin. Hallelujah. 
And what does it say? What are the benefits? Who forgiveth all thy iniquity? Who healeth all? Not some, but all thy disease. He forgiveth all thy iniquity. He healed all thy disease. Are you not happy right now? Look at Isaiah 53 verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Was that all? Was that all? If you stop here, you have missed the whole point. What is the complete gospel? And with his tribes, we are healed. Hallelujah. He did not just forgive. He heals. Are you with me? Matthew chapter 9 verse 2. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of palsy, lying on the bed. And Jesus, seeing their face, said unto the man, Seek of the palsy, son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. Remember that the man was sick. And the first thing Jesus said is, Your sins are forgiven. Then what did he say? Verse 6. But that ye may know that the Son of Man had power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go unto thy house. He forgive, he heals. Are you not glad? James chapter 5, verse 14. I'm showing you the two sides of the cross. This is the two sides of the cross. This is the head and the bottom of the cross. This is the right and the left side of the cross. James 5, 14. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray for him. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. If he had committed any sins, they shall be what? Forgiven him. Confess your fault one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. Confess your faults, pray that you may be healed. Two sides. Two sides. Are you with me right now? Now, let me tell you some important truth about sickness and healing. Number one, sickness is of the devil. Never, ever, ever play with any sickness. Sickness is not a friend. Sickness is not a friend. Diseases are not friendly. They are your enemies. There is no sickness that comes to play with you. Every sickness has one aim. To kill you. Every sickness, every disease has one aim. It wants to destroy your life. Call it malaria. Call it typhoid. Call anything. Call sickness. It's not your friend. It wants to kill you. If you ever laugh with it, if you play with it, if you smile with it, that sickness will kill you. 
It will destroy your life. Never, ever, ever be friendly with any sickness in your life. In the life of your children, never, never treat sickness or disease, whatever the name may be called, as a friend. They said it's a typhoid, and you are there laughing. You leave that typhoid, it will kill you. It will destroy your life. Sickness is of the devil. It's not of God. Sickness is like a snake. You don't play with it. You don't play with a snake. If you allow a snake, it will kill you. It will kill you. You see children of God today. Say, what happened to you? And they said that I have a malaria. And he's laughing with it. They said my malaria. Now malaria, they call it. They call it blood sugar. Blood sugar. They call it a fibroid. They call it a tumor. And you are laughing with it. The kingdom of God suffering violent. And the violent one. Every sickness has one aim in your life. It wants to kill you. It wants to destroy your life. It's an enemy. You are seeing somebody pointing a gun at you. And you are laughing with the person. You see somebody carrying a knife to come and kill you. And you are calling the person friend. A, a, a robber is not a friend. And as I said, it's not a friend. Don't ever, ever treat any sickness as a friend. Never joke with any sickness in your life again. Is somebody with me today? Tell me, I refuse to be a friend of sickness. So I refuse to get used to sickness. Say so sickness is my enemy. Oh, you are not supposed, are you afraid to say this again? You know, uh, well, yesterday, um, <laughs> you know, uh, one of our pastors told us a story that a man was in court and is um, an obedient servant. And they were telling him, what happened between you and your wife? And they said the man should talk. As the man went to talk, the wife looked at him. And the man faced that said, I beg you, they look at me, she look me, she look me. Tell her, I beg you, carry her eyes away. I love you, she look me, she look me. <laughs> so now, even when I say to you that, say that sickness is your enemy. Sickness is my Say that, say sickness is my enemy. I refuse to be a friend to sickness. Hallelujah. Sickness is of the devil. Anywhere Jesus sees sickness, Jesus don't laugh at sickness. Matthew 8.16 says, When the evil was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirit with his word. And heal all that were sick. Today, whoever is called sick here, you are going to be healed. Healing is your portion right there. Healing is your portion right now. In the name of Jesus. Number two. The ultimate aim of sickness is to stop you from fulfilling the will of God for your life. The ultimate aim of sickness and disease is to stop you from fulfilling the will of God from you, for your life. The plan and purpose of your life. You want to stop it? Mark chapter 16 verse 15, the Bible says, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to all nations. 
Acts chapter 1 verse 8. The Bible says, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the world. That is a commandment that carries with it divine mandate of else. A sick person cannot go and preach the gospel. When he says, go ye, he expects you to be healthy. If he does not expect you to be healthy, he will not say, go and begin to preach. A sick person cannot go about preaching. So we have been commanded to be healed so that we can fulfill the purpose of God. When you are sick, you cannot fulfill the commandment of God. That's what the devil wants. He wants to make you sick so that you will not be able to go into all the world and preach the gospel. A man that is bedridden cannot go to cannot go to anywhere to preach. So, this is what sickness wants to do in your life. It wants to stop you from fulfilling the will of God. But from today, you are fulfilling that will of God for your life. Number three thing I want you to note about sickness and healing is that it is God's word in your spirit that produces results in your flesh. It is God's word in your spirit that will produce results in your flesh. Now let's get this out to receive your healing now. You can be healed without any pastor praying for you. Oh yeah. One of the lies of the devil is that he has also made Christians to believe that you can only be healed when a man of God prays for you. When he lays hands on you. When he delivers you. No. That is not what the Bible said. Yes, he has placed some in the body of Christ. Pastors that they can minister with their gift of healing to you. But that is not the primary design of healing. You should know how God wants you to be healed. The way God has designed his word is that you can be healed without any man of God ever praying for you. You can be healed without going to any man of God to, to pray for you. Men of God compliment your faith. That is why even Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. There are people who were made whole without Jesus praying for them. The woman with the issue of blood, did Jesus pray for her before she got her healing? No, answer me, did Jesus pray for her before she got her healing? She said in her heart, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Even Jesus did not know when the woman came behind her and touched the hem of his garment and she was made whole without Jesus praying for her. So it is not compulsory that a man of God has to pray for you before you receive your healing. Another person, the centurion servant, Jesus said to him, Okay, let me go to your house and I want to pray for your son. The man said, no, no need to come. No need to come. Send your word. The man knew that what is producing healing is not just Jesus, that it is the word of God through Jesus that is producing the healing. So the man said, Jesus, you don't need to come to my house. 
I'm sure some of you, if Jesus appeared here, you would have preferred him to come to your house. How many of you realize I'm saying the truth? You, if you hear that Jesus is here and your daughter is sick, most of us today, we have been brainwashed to thinking that the word of God is useless until the man of God comes to your house and pray for you. So in the night, you are calling the pastor. In the morning, you are calling the pastor. And now, God so help you, the pastor is not picking your phone. And you can easily get angry and say, I am in that church, the pastor don't pick my phone. He's not powerful. It's not this. It's not that. When, some years ago when I said to the people that now I'm not doing naming ceremony anymore as a pastor. The people that will be conducting naming ceremony are the chapel leaders. Because I realize that now everybody wants to make me name their children. And it got to a point that when we were small, 10, 20 people in church, it was easy. Now, there are times that about three people are doing naming ceremony at the same time. So pastor has to divide one leg here, the other leg here, and his head there. And do you know something when that started? Some never believed that these chapel leaders can pray for their children and they will be old. Because you see, their faith is in a man, not in God. You cut your healing short when you put your faith in a man and not in the word of God. It is the word of God that produces healing. Now, when I pray for you, I am joining my faith with your faith to produce that healing. Is somebody with me? The centurion servant said, Jesus, don't come to my house. Only send your word. And Jesus said, no, I have not seen great faith like this. They call it great faith. Your faith is great. When you put it in the word of God, the only time you hear the word great faith throughout the Bible, anybody Jesus said had great faith, they are those who did not even put their faith in Jesus as a person, but they put their faith in his word. The greatest faith that produces miracle is the faith that trusts in the word of God. Anytime you hear great faith, is a faith that put the trust in what God has said. That is the meaning of great faith. Every other faith is less. It can produce results, but the great faith is the one that trusts in the word. Read your Bible. Now, another word you will hear in the Bible is Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Anywhere you see the word mercy in the Bible, you will see three things taking place there. When the mercy of God shows up, it produces three results. One, it produces forgiveness. Two, it produces healing. Three, it produces deliverance. Is somebody with me today? The word of God, anytime you put your faith in the word of God, three things you will receive. Healing, forgiveness, and deliverance. This is the three greatest acts of God's mercy. Listen to me. In between healing and forgiveness, which one is easier? Which one is better? Which one is the greatest? 
which is the greatest mercy of God. Well, some said forgiveness, some said healing. Now, let me ask you. How many of you know Lazarus? The one who was there for four days. You know him? He lives near your house. Where is he today? Where is Lazarus? In your house? Near your house? Do you know Lazarus in the Bible? The guy in John 11? Where is he now? Is he still alive? No, is he still alive? Dead? No, 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 no. Do you know what I'm saying? This Lazarus I'm, I'm talking about is the one that was dead for four days. And Jesus rose again from, raised from the dead. Where is he living in Nigeria? Oh, he's still in Israel. Did Lazarus die again? Lazarus actually is not alive anymore. All healing and miracles are temporary. They extend your life. They help you fulfill the purpose of God. But eventually, dust will return back to dust. But there is one that goes with you eternally, which is the salvation of your soul. So, all healings are not for a lifetime. Salvation is for eternity. So, which one is bigger? The one that is temporary or the one that is eternal? Which one is the greatest? Now, how come that if God could give you, within split seconds, a miracle that will last forever, which is the salvation of your soul? Now, why do you think that God will struggle to give you the one that is temporary? Maybe he will carry you for 120 years, 100 years. Do you realize that the devil is the one deceiving us? So, when we come to Jesus, our faith has been developed to receive forgiveness for sin. So, if somebody say now, say this was after me, dear Lord Jesus, and you please forgive me, and you confess it, forgive me my sins, I am saved, wash me with your blood, in Jesus' name. Amen. Then they ask, are you saved? The person will say, I am saved. Now, the same person comes, I said, now lift your hand and say, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for your healing power. I appropriate your healing into my life. I am healed right now. Thank you for healing me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, when that person leaves the service, you ask the person, are you saved? The person will agree with you most assuredly that I am saved. Then you ask the person, are you healed? The person says, No. I still feel the pain. Then the question you will ask you is that, then how are you sure that you are forgiven? Did you see any, any physical blood washing your sins away? The answer is no. Did you see any angel using a basket to carry your sins away? The answer is what? But what did you do? You just believed. You believed and you believed that when you say, God forgive me, he forgave you. Even though there is no physical evidence. This is the same way you receive your healing. By believing the word of God.
Hallelujah! Put your hands together for Jesus. It's the same way you receive your healing. Psalm 107. Follow me to Psalm 107 verse 18. Psalm 107 verse 18. Their soul abhorrent all manner of meat, and they draw near unto the gate of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. Look at it now. They cry. The problem is we pray too late when it comes to healing. They waited until their soul was drawing to the gate of hell. Let me tell you something. Don't wait until you are sick before you begin to say, I am healed. The reason why most of us are not celebrating divine health and we are only celebrating divine healing is that we wait until sickness manifests in our body before we begin to confess the Lord as our healer. Even if he heals you on Monday, I bet you, you can be sick again in one month's time because you think that you should only believe in him when sickness comes. Such people don't live long. Those who want to live long will not wait for headache to come before they say, by stripes, I am here. Oh, I am living a healthy life. Sickness has no place in my life. Oh, the word of the Lord is alive. I cannot be sick in the name of Jesus. Do you know what you are doing? You are telling the devil, I know my rights. So don't even bring it near me at all. If you have to wait until arm robber come to your house before you install burglary, it's too late. Burglary prove your health. Burglary prove your children's health. By beginning to say to your children, to yourself, you will never be sick again in life. Burglary prove your life. Every morning, confess and 91 verse 16 with long life will least satisfy me and show me his salvation. Don't wait until the boss is about to have accident and you begin to shout, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. In the moment of emergency, you will forget every scripture. In the moment of emergency, you will forget every scripture. Begin to get those healing scriptures. Confess long life to your life. Say to yourself as Psalm 118 says, I shall not die, but live to declare the word of Lord. I shall not die, but live. I shall not die, but live. Every morning, you are taking it as a tablet. One in the morning, one in the afternoon, one in the night. You are going to bed. You are saying, I shall not die, but live. Good health is my portion. Listen to me. You will celebrate one day, 40 years of no panadol. Ah, you see, you don't believe it's possible. It is possible. Because the Bible says, be ye holy, just as your father is holy. In other words, anywhere you see sin, you see healing. The scripture also says, be healthy, just as your father is healthy. Ah! I am living a healthy life. Oh, I am living a healthy life. I cannot be sick again. 
it, you see, when you start saying the first thing, fear will grab you. But boy, be careful waiting in the talk. Be careful waiting in the talk. But listen to me. It will be very hard for any scripture to make effect. Not that it's very hard. Now let me just say this. There are three ways the word of God will bring healing to you. Three levels. Number one, it can bring healing to you instantly. Mark chapter 5 verse 25. We read of the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible said that she was instantly healed. Instantly healed. So the word of God can give you instant healing. Instant healing. However, the same one of God can produce what we call gradual healing. Mark chapter 8 verse 23 to 25. Jesus prayed for a man that had eyes problem. He was blind. When he prayed for him the first time, he then asked the man, what can you see? The man said, I saw human beings walking on their head. I saw men like trees. So he was, he was, he could not see totally before. Now he received healing, but it was healing that was manifesting gradually. So he said, I could see men, but it's like they are walking on their head. They are, they are like trees. Then the Bible said in that mark that Jesus laid hands on him and prayed again. And he said, what can you see? He said, I can now see clearly. There are, see, when you take in the word of God, there are times it can happen instantly. There are times that you realize as you are confessing that word, as you are confessing that word, I shall not die but live to declare the word of God. I am living without sickness. You see, on Monday, nothing may happen. On Tuesday, nothing may happen. On Wednesday, nothing may happen. One week, nothing may happen. But as you keep saying that word, saying that word, all of a sudden you begin to see improvements. You begin to see improvements. The word of God always produces results. You see? Luke chapter 4, even the Lord Jesus himself did not defeat the devil with one scripture. The devil threw him the first one. He said, man shall not live by bread alone. The devil refused to give up. There are some stubborn sickness that you must tell, I will be more stubborn than you if you don't know me. I, you have to tell some sickness, I am more stubborn than you. I told you that man shall not live by bread alone. You are still here, Abby. Then he tempted him again. And Jesus said, Another word to him. And he said, no, I will not give up. And he came again the third time. That three temptation could mean three years. It could mean three months. It could mean three days. It could mean three occasions on the same day. But the thing that the Bible is saying to you is that the sickness came again. There are times in a service it's like you have re you've received healing. But as you step out of that service, all the symptoms will come back. Everything that you thought you have received will come back. It is time to say to the devil, I have been healed. The word of God cannot lie. I am healed. Devil, get thee behind me. Jesus rebuked that devil for three times. It could be three years. It could be three months. It could be three days. It could be three times. But the Bible eventually said, and the devil departed from him. Do you know what just happened? The Bible said, resist the devil and he shall flee. 
You have to put that word of God in your mouth. In the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 12, the Bible says, the sword of the spirit. The word there, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, is not logos. It means the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, is the spoken word of God. The word of God will not take effect until you start speaking it. You have to speak the word. You have to speak the word. You have to say all my needs are met. Even though the pot is empty. But you lay hands on empty pot and declare my needs are met. My needs are met. My needs are met. For my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. Do you know something? There are times maybe they are downsizing in your office. And you pick up the word of God. And you begin to say in the name of Jesus. My name will not come out in this list. In the name of Jesus. My name will not come out. Because the Bible says. The path of the just. Is as a shining light. It shines brighter and brighter. Unto the perfect day. Promotion is mine. They are downsizing. But I am going to be promoted. Then all of a sudden. You receive that letter. You receive that letter. It's like when Jesus rebuked him the first time. And he had come back again. When you receive that letter, and they said, Oh, dear Macaroni, we are sorry to inform you that you have been sacked from this organization. All your whatever, whatever will be paid in the name of Jesus. And I said, In the name of Jesus. <laughs> and signed by management. Now, that is the moment of faith. You carry that letter. What you do at that moment shows what will happen next. When you carry the letter, the question is, whose report are you going to believe? The letter did not come from God. It came from man. Is that not the case? Now, you are confessing the word, but what you are coming at is in your hand. What should you do? You lift up that letter and keep saying, my name is not there. Oh, this is working together for my good. You change your scripture and say, For I know that all things work together for good to them that love God and accord according to his purpose. This is working for my good. That is how to reply the devil when he knocks on your door. And I'm faster, no. Ah, God, I thought I'd be praying. Oh, God, why did allow this to happen? Now you are signing this that it has happened. You are agreeing that it has happened. Then it has happened. Jesus said Lazarus is not dead. Even though physically Lazarus was dead. He kept speaking the word of God. Because the one who has the final say is the almighty God. They said Lazarus is dead. Go and check the people that Jesus raised up from the dead. The first thing they will say is that he's asleep. Even when he got to the grave of that 12 year old girl. What did he say? Say he's asleep. Because dead person will not come back to life. But a sleep person will come back to life. Your child is not dead. Your business is not dead. You are not sick. Stop again with the devil. Say to yourself, I am not sick. My body is not a sick body.
don't get to you. You have the power to accept or reject. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Your tongue is your spiritual signature. When you sign it for sickness, that sickness becomes valid. No sickness can kill you until you sign it that you kill you. They said it's not, it, they said it's not curable. They said this sickness is not curable. Then you should be happy. Why? Because sin is not curable by man. Have you seen any man that said he can cure sin? No, is there any man that says he can cure sin? The blood of Jesus is specialist in what is called incurable. So man says it's incurable and you are saying, say, nothing can be done. No, no, no. Man has their limits, but we serve an unlimited God. Oh, this is your season for a miracle. Is somebody with me today? Stop signing anything wrong with you. You know, before I ever got married, I knew when I was going to get married. I, 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 I kept telling it. You see, when, when I, do you know, I, I, I used to know those who are serious. When I see sisters or brother, I can always tell those who will not marry any. I'm telling you. There's a simple test I used to ask them. If I want to tell you those who will ever not marry any, I always know. Ask them, when are you getting married? Say, ah, now God know that one. Now God know that one. When are you getting married? Anytime God says, well, listen to me. Those of you who are in that category, 40 years, God still will not talk. Because he said, be old, I give unto you power. When will you get married? Anytime God says, I be, see, I was, I was having nothing. I was still taking pictures for Malam on the dung hill. Malam that are pushing cats. When I began to say, I will marry in my 20s. I will marry in my 20s. I began to confess, I think 25 or 26 then. I said, I'm going to marry my 26. We were in a choir riaza. We were in a choir riaza. And what, somebody by mistake was talking about relationship. Now, play, they are just playing. They are just playing. See, a Christian should not know play. When it comes to the issue of your life, don't let anybody play with it. Because you don't know the moment or the time you will sign the final signature. The lady, the choir mistress was just playing. And oh boy, oh boy, some of you, you don't know why you're going to get married. You were, I said, me, I know. And you know, where? I said, 26. 26. And you know what you're I don't have a single time. You see, faith is the evidence of things hoped for. You don't have to see it before you believe it. Jesus said, blessed are those who do not see, but believe. Blessings are ways those who don't see, but they believe. Start speaking what God says. Everything may be contrary. Lazarus may be there for four days, for 40 years, for four weeks, for four times. It doesn't matter. The word of God never fails. Today, you are receiving your healing. You are not going back with any sickness in your body. You are not going back with any sickness in your body. Then we were, we were, I was in the room with my friends. Three of us, close friends. Then they were joking. All of us, we don't know what the future holds. 
And they were joking again. I said, hey, you, when, when will you get married? I said, I will get married early. Say, my son will be taller than me. So by the time, before I, I, I finish, see, my tongue, you people will think that my son is my brother. And I will not impregnate any woman out of wedlock. Because I know that that was the problem in my family. Everybody begins to give birth, they begin to marry out of wedlock. This one will just see this girl, hey, I love you, I toast you, I love you, I toast you. Before you know it, I sleep with you, but let them come. They marry like that. That's the kind of, how it used to happen in my family. But I said, for me, I will marry legally. Everything fought my white wedding. In fact, my, my, my in-law and my parents, they didn't know that it was the devil that has conquered the rest that has conquered. They, my, 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 mom, my in-law and my parents, they were cursing themselves to the point that said, you say, you hold on to that your daughter. I say, you hold on to that. If I see that you're fully son in my house, if I see that you're, you useless woman, you useless man. Oh. And we are going to get, we are married today. Because why? I did not wait until I entered relationship before I began to speak the word. Some of you, the problem is that you are speaking too late. You wait until sickness comes. Thank God if you are sick today, you are receiving your healing. But don't wait until you lose your job before you ever say, in my life, I will never be sacked in any organization. You see, I have never traveled out of Nigeria. I was ministering in Agawaii one day. When I got this revelation, I stood on the altar and said, no country will ever reject me visa. I said, no country will be too hard for me. I have never traveled. The whole, I guess at that time I've ever traveled was Ghana. Maybe even not before then. But I remember traveling to Ghana. I remember traveling to Thailand. I remember traveling to uh, Taiwan. I remember passing through China. I remember going to UK. I remember going to US. All this country, not one have ever rejected me visa. They've never, they cannot bounce me because I did not wait until I have a means to travel before I began to say no country will reject my visa application. But you, your visa appointment is tomorrow. That's why it occurs to you. Now, pastor, pray for me. You are praying. Listen to me. Even if your pastor is not there, the word of God is enough for you. I said the word of God is enough for you. He said, I need to teach you this so that you can know that with or without pastor, God will still do what he wants to do. The, what is doing it is not the pastor, it's the word of God. And today that word is producing results in your life. I said that word is producing results in your life. Speak the word over your health. Receive the word. Gradual healing. Then another, the last type of healing that takes place is what called latter healing. Healing that takes place later. What happens? In the book of Luke, Somewhere in Luke chapter 8, I, I believe. Luke chapter 8. Or, yes, Luke chapter 17. Jesus entered into a place. Ten lepers came to him. When the ten lepers came, he said, go. He gave them the word. Go and show yourself to the priests. In that service, their healing did not manifest. But they took the word they received and began to match with it. As they kept moving by that word, God has said to me, this year I will be married. God has said to me, this year I will be fruitful. God has said to me, I am getting my job this year. The word of God has said to me, I am able. They keep on matching with that word. The Bible said, as they went, went with what? Went with the word. Went with the word. They did not throw that word away from their spirit. They meditated upon it day and night. The Bible said, as they went, they looked on their body. All of them became ill. 
as they went. Even in this service, when you receive the word, you may not have physical healing manifested instantly. But as you sleep and wake up tomorrow, you realize that something has changed. Maybe by Tuesday, something has changed. But by all means, the word will produce results. I said, the word of God will produce results. Is your season for healing. I said, is your season for healing. Are you ready to receive your healing right now? Stand to your feet with me. Glory be to God. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord that healed us. Say with me, he does not just forgive my sins, he heals my body. Now lift your voice and thank him for his word. Thank him for his word today. Oh, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Celebrate the word of God that runneth swiftly. Healing and deliverance is our season for it. We are entering into the season of power and glory. Power and glory. The word of God is going to produce results in your life. That was his picture sitting around. Ah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For the turn around power of your word. Thank you for the turn around power of your word. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Now, I want to pray for those who want to receive forgiveness for their sins. It was wounded for our transgression. It was bruised for our iniquity. Today, you want to ask that the blood of Jesus will cleanse you. You want to receive Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior. You want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to be born again. Maybe you backslided. But right now, you want to receive Jesus into your life so that all things can be made new. Listen to me. Salvation is your salvation, which is the path of salvation, which is deliverance from sin, is your portion. Just as healing is also your portion. So I want the blood of Jesus to deal with the problem of sin first. So if you want to say, Pastor, please, I want to pray for me. I want to be born again. I want to accept Jesus into my life as my Lord and Savior. I know you are here. The blood of Jesus is waiting to cleanse you. If you are like that, just place your hand on your chest. I want to pray for you. If you want to receive Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior, maybe at the view. Wherever you are, just place your hand on your chest. God bless you. I see those hands. Now say this words after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that through the blood of Jesus, all my sins are remitted and forgiven. Today, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. I boldly ask that dear Lord Jesus, please come into my life and be my Lord and my personal Savior. Wash all my sins away with your precious blood. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe with all my heart that he died for my sins and arose again. Today, Lord Jesus, Today, Lord Jesus, I receive the gift of your salvation. I am saved through your blood. I am healed through your blood. Today, 
I boldly declare my sins are forgiven. I am born again. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you pray that prayer from the depth of your heart, you know you meant it when you prayed. Come forward here, I want to pray for you. If you pray that prayer, you place your hand on your chest and you pray it from the depth of your heart, just come quickly, I want to pray for you. Wherever you are, just come. God bless you. Break that silence, just come quickly. I want to pray for you. God bless you. You meant it when you prayed it. You did not just say from your heart, you meant it when you prayed it. You meant it, God bless you. Everywhere you are at the viewing center, you can also go to the front there. The pastors are waiting to pray for you. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, thank you, Lord. There is this someone that is thinking, should I go? Should I not go? I want you to come right now because the blood of Jesus wants to wash your sins away. God bless you. You are receiving forgiveness through the blood. Hallelujah. Father, these ones have humbled themselves before you. You said, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. Today, through the precious blood of Jesus that have remitted and forgiven their sins, this is your season for a lifting up. Amen. This is your season for a lifting up. Amen. You have received the gift of salvation. Now, go forth and be fruitful. Amen. Go forth and multiply. Amen. Go forth and replenish the earth. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you because from today, these ones will flourish in your house. And the power of the devil is destroyed forever. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Amen. Shout a louder, amen. amen. Father, I thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Where are my team? Where are my team? Who is giving them? God bless you. Congratulations. I want to tell you, you have done a great thing. My sister, you have done a wonderful thing. All right. All right. Please. Okay. Just take, give them the, the thing. And after the service, please don't be in a hurry to go. There's a class that we want you to attend. The Lord bless you. Hallelujah. Now, how many of you want Jesus to touch your body? How many of you want to keep walking in hell? Now, if you are sick in any part of your body, I want to place your right hand there right now. I want to pray for you very quickly. The words you speak. Don't around your outstretched hand as lifted me you took away the chains and guns that held me down. 
power flow Is this place Let your healing come In this place I go for signs and wonders Just place your hand there right now Healing is taking place already Let your Hand in that area, if it's not a place you can touch, place your hand on your head. Everywhere you are, healing is taking place already now. Healing is taking place. Do you believe that is the Lord that healed you? Sickness is not a friend, it's an enemy. He has said, Whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. We shall trample upon serpents and upon scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. Which includes sickness, and nothing shall by any means hurt us. Say, go cast out devil, heal the sick. Sickness is of the devil, healing is of Jesus. Sickness is not an heritage, it's a curse, it's not a blessing. Therefore, right now, I send for the word of the Lord that runneth swiftly into your life. I curse every sickness in your body to die now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every spirit of infirmity that have held you bound right now in the name of Jesus, I decree your total release now. Amen. I decree your total release now. Amen. I decree your total release now. Amen. You are released now. Every fibroid, every cancer, every malaria, every typhoid, every pain, every blood sugar, every high blood pressure, every diabetes, every chronic disease, ulcer, every gynecological disorder, mental breakdown, spirit of depression, asthma, what I am near. Whatever you may be called, you foul spirit of infirmity. I adjure you right now in the name of Jesus. Come out of your body now in Jesus' name. Amen. I command you lose your hold upon your health now. Now receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing now in the name of Jesus. You are healed. You are delivered. You are made all right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because you have healed us. Your health is perfected now. Anyone whose finances is sick, 
your finances is sick. Every foul spirit that has held your finances bound. I command that evil spirit to lift up the veil over your finances now. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. There is somebody here you are saying, Lord, when will I marry? Today, by the word of the Lord, within the next eight months, your marital destiny will manifest. Amen. Mark today's date. Within the next eight months, from this moment, your marital destiny will manifest. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Every blockage of the fallopian tube, every ovary that has ceased to be for eggs, healthy eggs, right now, Jesus, the great physician, has made it totally all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Receive your babies now. Amen. Anyone called unemployed. Anyone called jobless. Anyone who is struggling to earn a means of income. Right now, let that door be open for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Receive your miracle jobs. Amen. Receive your promotion. Amen. That sack letter that is coming. Now I change it to promotion letter for you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The enemy has typed a sack letter. But Jesus has turned it to promotion letter now. Amen. You will receive your promotion letter. Amen. You are receiving your promotion letter now. Amen. Thank you, Father, for your healing. Thank you for your deliverance. Now, if you believe, lift your hands and begin to thank him and do what you cannot do before. If you cannot use that hand, begin to use it, carry something with it. If you cannot bend, bend well, whatever you cannot do before, begin to do it because it's healing and deliverance power is taking place. Begin to give it thanks by doing whatever you cannot do before right now. Check your body. Something is made Oh, and very quickly, I may not be able to reach those of you at the viewing center, but the pastors at the viewing center now, I'm going to ask the people to come outside so that you lay hands on them and pray for them. Father, those who are listening and watching online, I ask that your power will go forth and touch them right now. There is somebody watching me with partial blindness. Receive healing for your eyes right now. Receive healing for that eyes now. Amen. Now, close one eyes now. Close that eyes that is giving you problem. Right now, you eyes. I command you to be open properly in the name of Jesus. Pupil be restored. Every time it pupil of the eyes, I command you to be restored back to perfect condition. Right now, in the name of Jesus, receive your healing now. Receive your healing now. In the name of Jesus. Deafness, be open now. Darkness, be healed now. The tongue of your child that cannot speak is hereby declared loosed. Child, begin to speak now. Child, begin to speak now. I speak to that child who should have 
been speaking but have refused to speak. That child who should have been walking but cannot walk. Right now, child, I speak now. Be made totally whole in the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, it is God right now. God has just healed a child right now. Oh, that child will start running around before you know it now. That I see a child running around. 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 Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, come on, give thanks to God. Give thanks to God. I just saw a child running around. I saw a child running around. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands. Honestly, something just took place right now. I'm telling you, the healing virtue is flowing all around this place. Now, I appropriate it to your health. Thank God for air your health. Oh, if the healing virtue is abundant, just touch the hem of his garments. Touch the hem of his garment again. If you want me to pray for your body, come forth. I want to pray for you right now. If you want me to just pray to physically, just come. Those of you are here, pastors, lay hands on those who need it, who wants to pray for them there. I, I want to quickly lay hands on those who want me to lay, pray for them now. Just come, come, come very quickly. Something and anointing is here right now. Say to them, I am absent you. Then Jesus came and said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the alpha. I am the omega. Do you know the meaning of I am? It's not I was. It's I am. Whatever he was doing then, he's still doing. God has no past tense. He's I am yesterday. He's I am today. He's I am tomorrow. He's never I was. And it's never I used to do. He's doing what he did. Who sent me to lay hands on you that you will receive anyone I lay hands on you? Is Jesus the I am? He said, Go forth and lay hands on them, and they shall recover. No matter what is afflicting your body, wherever you are, even though you're online right now, when I lay hands on you, the I am who have sent me he is the one laying his hands. Every pain, every symptom, every root of sickness is cursed. Your healing will manifest. And from today, if somebody asks you, ah, you showed that you, tell them, I am laid hands on me. I am touched me. Wrong with the word I am. There's not a man that will lie. There is none of you I will pray for you that will ever be sick again. It's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. Because I am is here. I said, I am is here. I am that I am is here. And it's not I was, but it's I am. And I am, how many of you are glad that something is about to take place now? Oh, nation, 
thank you for your mighty anointing that has brought healing and deliverance to your people right now. Thank you for all the healings at different levels that have taken place. Thank you for those who are watching, listening online, or those who shall listen and watch this sermon later. For the same healing virtue is flowing to all your children everywhere. And I thank you because even as some of them go back to the doctor to confirm, to run the test, every infirmity, every sickness, disease is totally uprooted and it shall be seen no more. You will return even with medical results that proves it. Thank you for perfecting the health of your children, Lord. In Jesus' wonderful name, we have prayed. Shout the Lord, Amen. Amen. I mean, I believe you are here. Don't put your hands together for Jesus. Glory be to God. Say with me, sickness is my enemy. I refuse to tolerate it. Hallelujah, you may please be seated. Glory be to God. We hope you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please stop our website at www.lgc.ng. May God bless you.